and welcome to the Bored and Bitchy podcast, a place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiance. I'm Evie, and I'm an LA girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, and I was going to say an Arizona girl. Wow, I'm really yes. adopting my new state. Um, I, I'm an Arizona girl, uh, nay, California, <laughs> or by way of California. Uh, anyway, my warning for y'all is that we drop profanity from time to time, but it's basically guaranteed, so you've been warned. I love that you are finally claiming your reality girl. Own it. You're an Arizona girl. My reality is that it is fucking hot here and I should be selling boob sweat like homegirl who went down under. Uh, it's hot everywhere, girl. It's global warming. The world is like on it's, fire. It's but true. <laughs> anywho, quick piece of 90 day news. I know that some of y'all might have heard about a little wedding that happened in Vegas about a week ago with a certain A-list celebrity, you know, Benifer got married. But move over, Ben and Jen, because they're not the only couple getting married in Vegas spontaneously. This week, George Nava, formerly of George and Anfisa, but divorced from Anfisa as of like two and a half years ago or so when he got out of jail. George is officially a married man. He married his partner and mother of two children in a ceremony in Vegas this weekend. Actually, not huge news because, you know, I feel like George has been out of our TVs for like a long time. But but still. But still, you know, I just want to let people know that Jennifer and Ben Affleck are not the only ones that are in Vegas doing things. George is here doing it as well. And he comes, follows a long line of 90-day cast members that have gotten married in Vegas. So it's a very fruitful tradition. Well, congrats to him. And shame on me because my fat ass, when you said Ben and Jen, was like, does she mean Jerry? (laughs) Uh, What is the, I'm trying to think of a, a flavor fish. What is a fish food? Ben and Jerry fish food. Uh, <laughs> Cherry Garcia. Oh, <laughs> See my fat ass rat- rambling off the <laughs> flavors. You're like, oh, Ben and Jerry Vegas flavor, delicious. Ninety day flavor. What is that? Messy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we need one dedicated for each of the bank cast members. But yes, congratulations to George. And as we talked in previous podcasts. I'm sure Anfisa does not give a fuck because she's doing really well. She's a university graduate, top of her class. So congrats to everyone moving on and moving up. She is doing absolutely well for herself. And another couple that has finally made it down the aisle. Can you believe this? After years and seasons of watching them are Benny and Ari. I I can't believe that these two, after years of being together, applying for the visa, moving countries together, and having a child, decided to make it official. It's so shocking that they went through with this for the show. Maybe maybe Landro or Leandro finally told her to move on. So she was like, all right, well, I guess I'll move forward with my baby daddy. Girl, speaking of Leandro, I did not spy with my little eye a certain ex at all in the ceremony. I don't know if you did, but I Leandro was very much missing. And I know he said that he wasn't going to be able to be at the wedding. But I thought he was bluffing because, you know, Leandro <laughs> loves to be all up in the mix. And, you know, the, her mama loves being messy and be like, Leandro, oh, my God, God. thank God you dated. But no, he really did not show up. And maybe that's why Ari had kind of a sour look for half of the ceremony because she was kind of looking around like, where is Leandro at? 
Um, I'm surprised that she didn't put up his photo the way you do for someone who in memoriam who can't make it, you know, because they've passed away. So you put up a nice photo, some flowers. I'm surprised that, that wasn't there for him. Yeah, or that he wasn't on Skype because he is very much living. Um, but it's so funny, right? You said that she had the sour face, but Ari tells us that she's finally getting excited. Is that her excited face? <laughs> I mean, I would hope that after so long and a child and all this stuff, you would finally get excited. Um, but I'm glad someone is excited because who wasn't excited was Benny's family on their um, live feed where we saw them projected. Um, you think that they could be at least cracking one smile, maybe a little clap during the vet. Like, no. They were like, we are not forgetting that Ariella, I was going to say that Ari threw wine in our face, but it was the other way around. Yeah, yeah. No, Ari was on the receiving end of that wine, which I'm sure very much stung the retinas in her eyes. I, yeah, I don't know. Is it like Ethiopian culture to be somber at a wedding? I don't think so. I don't think so. We've seen them be quite jolly for many other things. This is just, <laughs> they are not forgiving Ari and they are not pleased. But I would think like, Biniam looked super handsome. Avi looked adorable in his little suit. Like, you know, even if you don't necessarily like the bride, you think you'd crack a little smile, maybe have a tiny dab of the tear, the smallest tear out of the corner of your eye. Like, wow, our little brother's getting married. Or even fake a smile. Like, just fake a smile. <laughs> You're on this giant screen for everyone to see you. Um, but so we know that their sentiment was because of the bride and not because of the venue um so the venue was at a a synagogue or like a jewish temple i don't think that would i'm not sure if that was a synagogue officially but anyway um and that was a compromise because as we know these two are from different cultures with very different religious beliefs and that has been a pain point in their relationship but it has been sweet to find them compromising so they got their son avi baptized in biniam's um What's the word I'm looking for? Orthodox Ethiopian church. Yeah. And so now they're getting married within Ari's faith. So, I mean, I think that's sweet. And hopefully, hopefully uh, a glimmer of hope that they'll continue to compromise moving forward. And you know that the producers and the editors love whenever Ari or Binyam bring up this compromise, because then it gives them the excuse to play that beautiful beam footage flashback <laughs> of when Ari, like Ari during avi's baptism at the orthodox ethiopian church where at one point they have like the bible right up against her face and she's just like <laughs> eyes wide open like what in the hell is going on so they love to replay that clip so and i appreciate it as well i don't remember this is a personal thing for avi so avi if you listen to this in the archives years from now when you're older i'm sorry for bringing this up but did they end up getting him circumcised or not because that was a big conflict too Oh, you know what? Now I don't remember either. I thought like, wasn't she like running out? She literally time? ran out baby in tow. But I think he may have convinced her to go the next day. I don't remember. But I guess that's. Don't, don't, here nor there. Let's keep moving because I don't I feel uncomfortable <laughs> talking about Avi in that region. Well, anyway, um, so you said that he looked handsome. What did you think of her look? You know, surprisingly, I liked a lot of the look. When we first saw that the makeup artist was like putting the whole look together, there was a lot, you know, when you see those Instagram videos of like the before when they're starting to do all the different contouring and you got like mm -hmm. seven different shades like on your face. I was like, mm -hmm. oh no, what is going on here? But 
when it all came together, I actually thought her hair was really pretty. I personally, why I wouldn't wear it, I like kind of like the little um, diamond string across her forehead. I thought the dress was super flattering on her. It was like very, very like princess. Like it just, I thought overall it was a great look on Ariella. The one thing I wasn't crazy about was like the bejeweled sneaker for the ceremony. Like I get it for the reception. You want to be comfortable. I thought she could have done better with the shoe, but you know what, girl? Comfort over everything, right? She's tired. Do what you got to do. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not a huge fan um, of the accessories. Like, I'm torn on the, I agree with you on the shoes. I'm torn on the jewels across the forehead because I think, like, I mean, they were, the jewels themselves were pretty, but it just gives me very, like, 80s vibe, right? That was the look in the 80s. Like, you would wear this jewel across your forehead or, like, a really low crown. But you know what? You do you. It's not my wedding day. It's hers. Um, other than that, yes, I think they both looked absolutely great. I think that's why I liked it because it gave me like never ending story vibe. Like if you remember oh, the princess in that. It gave me wedding singer vibes, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> why that never ending story vibe? But either way, like I said, again, not what I would choose to do with my hair, but on her, I thought it looked really nice. Binyam looked really handsome. Obviously, Avi, adorable. Oh, and adorable. We, sorry, I forgot to mention that aside from Binyam showing us that clearly his uh, tailoring skills are incredible because he made Avi's full outfit. We saw Wait, in the prep. He made the full outfit. I thought he just hemmed the bottom. I thought he was making the full. Well, well either way, he the man is talented because we saw before the wedding that uh, um, Ariella's dad came over to help Benny and Avi get ready. But instead of helping them, we see Ari giving I forget what his name is, uh, our Father Ariella. A shape up and giving him a haircut. And I was like, is oh, there shit. anything Binium cannot do? I just know him as Dr. Weinberger. <laughs> and that is the last name that you have made up in a very st- stereotypical last name. No, I'm pretty sure sh- because I have this memory, this distinct memory of her mom addressing him as such when she was talking to Binium. Kind of like, yeah, oh, get so. on in there, hug Dr. Weinberger. Or, Come on, Dr. Weinberger, hug your future son-in-law. And I just thought it was so odd that she was referring to him by such a formal <laughs> way. Anyway, um, okay, the last comment I have on them is their vows. Like, I think, I think yes, the sentiment was sweet. But my takeaway was his vows were like, you gave me life again. And her vows were like, I was, you know, DTF. And it turned <laughs> out to be more. In so many words, yes. Not as eloquently as you put it, Kat, but yes. She basically said, when I met you that day on the street and I was trying to speak game, I never thought we would be here. You know, so, I was in the streets. You took me out the street. <laughs> exactly. She never thought it was going to be more than a hit it and quit it situation. Now they're here. They've got a family. So, yeah, overall, happy for these two. Oh, my God, Kat, you are right. I just looked it up. Fred Weinberg. I, okay. Janice Weinberg. See, I saw I added an extra er at the end. I said Weinberger. But again, I'm a fat ass. So maybe I'm thinking burgers. You know what? I take back what you said. I can uncancel you for now. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, go on. Well, I was going to try to can- transition a canceled to non-canceled um, into Eve and Muhammad. But I can't think of anything. So let's just go straight <laughs> into Eve and Muhammad. <laughs> I was hoping that their wedding would get canceled, but here we are. I can't decide if I'm happy for them or not. Um, I'm happy that Taryn looked like he had a great time. Um, do you think Taryn had more fun at the wedding? Like more fun than Muhammad had at Taryn's ninja class that one time? No, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, had a great time with that ninja class. <laughs> I was going to say, an American Ninja Warrior class seems awesome for anyone. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, like, you know, none of us think that these two being together is a great idea. But overall, I think we're all happy that we've seen, or at least Eve has told us, that there's been some progress in Muhammad uh, in the last few days since speaking to his mother, he's been more open to experience things that she's into because we got like this flashback of him in some kind of like interesting yoga and body movement and sound work class. I don't know. There was a lot of movement and sound and they were surrounded by Throat people. Singing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that he's experimenting and he's, you know, letting more things in. I mean, him taking a yoga class is a literal stretch and a metaphorical stretch for him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so anyway, so yes, it's, it's you know, the big day. They made it down the aisle. Um, Taryn in his matching suit with Muhammad was adorable. I think that the guest count was pretty attractive and also very busty and comfortable showing off the bust. Yeah, do you think that all of her girls coordinated and were like, let's try one last effort to get Muhammad <laughs> to back out of this? Everyone show as much titty as possible. Like, get the lowest cut dress, get the most, like, push-up corset top. That one friend had a slash across her, like, chest, so you could just see, like, almost nip. And I was like, these girls are really trying to push Muhammad, but he's like, you know what? I am almost at the finish line. I could not secure another sponsor i will not be deterred i'm surprised no one showed up in like some nipple pasties and tassels i wouldn't be so it was fire tassels i wouldn't be surprised Ooh, hey that'd be fun <laughs> and they had a, a sand sharing like a ritual as part of the ceremony which was very sweet yeah overall i was genuinely surprised with and like pleasantly surprised with their ceremony because we had talked like two weeks back when we First, we're introduced to their wedding venue, and we were like, ooh, like House of Fuji, super tacky, gaudy. Like, we House were not going <laughs> That was you. You called it House of Fuji. Oh, but I'm laughing at my own joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't remember that was me. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> Got him good. No. Um, yeah, so we were not feeling the, um, the venue, but then this, like, for the actual ceremony, they busted uh, Tariq and Hazel because they used the outdoor area, which was actually quite beautiful. It was a really nice setting. So I think overall came together really well. Like, again, I think Muhammad looked great. I think Eve looked great. I like the sand sharing ceremony. And what I was really feeling was the hip shaking that <laughs> Muhammad hey. was he was like letting you know, like, I don't need body work and yoga. Okay, my hips are stretched and they are ready to move. I'm sure he can move in the bedroom, too. And that's what had Eve digmatized through <laughs> all the ups and downs. You know what? Um, the one person that thought this was beautiful, surprisingly, to their, to their own surprise, maybe, was Muhammad. Because he was so glad he didn't find another sponsor and went through with the wedding. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that was like happiness or like, you know what, just admit a defeat. Like, you know, y'all, I could, I really couldn't secure another sponsor. So thank God Eve is still here. He calls up Rafi, my dude, it's off. All right. But thank you for being my backup. <laughs> my backup to my backup. Because Rafi was like, uh, I heard about that new lifetime rule. I'm not signing anybody up as a Yeah, I know. 
Rafi had his back up until then. And you know what? Eve's friends continue to have her back, even in telling her that there's a way out in case she wants to be a runaway bride. It's never too late. It is never too late. But that's what I'm saying. They did not succeed. They could not crush her joy. Eve was like, I finally got the wedding that I've been dreaming of in this weird location I've been thinking of. And Muhammad's been like doing yoga and he's been down to do all that. Like, no, you're not going to kill my vibe. And at the end, the friends just had to go along with it. Their parting words were, we are hopeful that this will work out. And the one of the friends just kind of did like an eyebrow lift. Like, mm-hmm, okay. So <laughs> that is what you call true support. Hey, man. You know what? On my wedding day, you didn't give me any of that. But I'm sure if I started sweating bullets, you would have been like, look, girl, I found another door. I have a car ready to go. I can have an Uber here in five minutes. But we can still stay and get the Shas apps and uh, the open bar, right? I mean, you already paid for it. So there's no reason. It's, I mean, it's been paid for. It's been paid it's for. Been get your priorities straight. <laughs> exactly. We'll meet you at the Airbnb later. All right, girl. Well, I gave you transitions this time. So what's the transition? <laughs> Was that a transition? Okay. No, I'm I'm leaving it to you. (laughs) What's the transition? You know I am not good at transitions. (laughs) Someone who is contemplating getting an Airbnb of their own for the night is Kobe. After what, you know, it should be a joyous time for them right now, right? It's a few days before the wedding. They're trying out different traditional like African wedding outfits. Like they're just in wedding mode. And yet it's all stress. They're fighting. Emily is feeling like she might be getting cold feet and she starts expressing some doubts. They get into a big argument where he's basically like, of course, I'm here for you and the baby. Like, I have no other motivation to be here. These two just can't get on the same page. And I think he's also very upset that they're keeping this big like wedding secret. And she keeps on talking about trust and being honest, but they're not even being honest with her family. So there is a lot going on here and while I hope that this means they're not getting married let's be honest I'm sure they're getting married I mean she's pregnant (laughs) this is their second (laughs) child yeah (laughs) and the thing is like you know he's he's on the fence now about getting married because he's seeing that she can't trust him like Kobe if you had been paying attention this isn't new there were signs before like she doubted that you were going to come through with the ring, right? You're coming in and, and you're telling her that you want to see your son right away. Now she's doubting that you'll ever have a sex life again. Like there's just a lot of doubt. And I think that has to do some to some degree with the situation. They're in a stressful situation. But I think that's just going to be how Emily perceives your relationship until she matures. Absolutely. Because we saw in this episode the bounds that this woman is willing to go to to not face up to the truth or have a real honest conversation to the point that she has purchased non-alcoholic beer to try to switch into actual beer to fool people at her ceremony into thinking she's drinking. So there won't be any questions asked like, girl, would it not just be more simple to tell your parents? But again, you know, she is concerned that she will supposedly the concern is she's going to dampen their good time. And then they're not going to be able to dance to what was the the song that we were saying every wedding dances to uh, uh september by earth wind and fire <laughs> do you remember yes hey. i mean you can't you can't let people not enjoy that song i mean i'm over here thinking like emily does your family have the tradition of like doing the worm at your dance like are you afraid you're not gonna be able to do the worm on your belly like just you know tell them the truth girl 
But here we are. Maybe she's worried that the truth will not set her free, just like the truth did not set Thais free. Oh, Thais. <laughs> I mean, this has been like, I think this is the season of the storyline for everybody being like, I don't know if we're going to get married. I mean, I know there's always that doubt for every nine day couple, but not as severe as it's been here. And this episode, up until we got to the scene with her dad, I was thinking like, you know what? I think Thais is being kind of dramatic. Like she, in one hand, she keeps telling us that she genuinely loves Patrick and she would be heartbroken to break up with him and go back home. But then she's also telling us she's very unsure that she's going to go through with it because she doesn't have her dad's approval and she's having all these questions. So many questions that while his friends have organized like a limo pickup in Miami, a yacht party, she's over here telling his friend like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to marry him. And this woman's like, why did I pay pitch in for this yacht? <laughs> like if these two are not going to even get married, like what the fuck is my money being spent on? Um, but we'll get to the scene with the dad. But once I saw the dad's reaction, I was like, oh, maybe she should be truly concerned because this is a bad situation. I mean, and also like, what was Thais thinking originally, right? Not to beat a dead horse, but did she expect it like, I think she did, actually. She said this, that them getting married would change dad's opinion totally. I hope that through this, she's realizing that that would have been far worse and that Patrick was right to have pushed her to do this. Imagine he's this upset. He's like, I'm so mad at you for not telling me what would he have done if she had actually gotten married? Like, I could see that he probably wouldn't have talked to her for some time. Absolutely. Patrick is 100 percent in the right. I think Thais, like, I'm going to boil it down to just immaturity. Like, I think she's doing an avoidance tactic like if if I don't mention it and then I come back like a year later and I'm like maybe he, it'll soften the blow like oh, I've been married for a year and it's going fine and I, I don't know what she's thinking I agree it's all a bad plan so I don't know where her headspace is at um I'm just confused I'm confused in general by this couple because I'm like most people especially on this show you know we got people that are being brought over to the states and being put into like old abandoned childhood homes as a prank we got people that are being moved into like storage units meanwhile Thais is being like flown around the country she's getting like a tour of the nation pretty much she's on yachts in Miami and she's over here like mm, I'm so unsure I don't I don't know if I can marry this man and the the dad's thing is basically like you're not gonna get my blessing. I think each of you just need to date people in your own countries. Um, but sir, may I remind you that that has not worked out for Thais in the past because she has let us know that you have literally chased her Brazilian boyfriends down the street in an effort to, I'm guessing, hit them. Like I don't think you're running towards them for a bear hug. So does this boil down to 100% that you just don't trust American men, or does it boil down to some percentage that you just don't want your daughter to be in a relationship. Yeah, I think it's been he's shown us that it's less about Patrick. Obviously, it doesn't help that Patrick has taken his daughter like thousands of miles away from him. But I think either way, if she was like talking about marrying a guy in Brazil, I don't know if he'd be thrilled either. He probably thinks Thais is too young. He's not they have a very codependent relationship, it seems like. So he's not ready to let go and have her, you know, prioritize someone else in her life I don't know but I was kind of shocked by his intense reaction and that just shows that Thais has known this whole time how much he truly dislikes Patrick and how against his relationship he is so again I wonder 
what were you doing? Like, why weren't you open with Patrick about this? Why haven't you stood up to your father more? Why did you think lying would be like, it all doesn't make sense. And like we talked about last week, where did the dad think this engagement was going? Like he thought they just got engaged for shits and giggles. Like it wasn't a ring pop, my dude. It wasn't like some first grader, you know, little candy ring. It wasn't you know a what? Jesse windmill appreciation ring. Okay. This was a right? real engagement ring. Um, but I guess for Tice, it's like, well, I can look past my dad's disapproval if John just moves out of the house. I don't, I don't know. Make it make sense. Well, I think the, the forcing John to the street um, is more, <laughs> more a sign to her that Patrick is not controlling and listens to her. And to me, I'm like, no, that doesn't prove anything. Like, mm-hmm. why? But now you're the one being controlling. Why can't there be compromise? None of these 90 day people have ever heard of compromise because I agree. Like, you want to live in your own house. John is a grown ass man. He's capable of finding his own place. Yes, yes, to all of that. But can we give the man some leeway? You know, take the the housing market is hard out there, girl. Like, can we give him a few months to pack his shit does, up? <laughs> why does John have to be homeless <laughs> for Thais to be happy and secure? I don't know. It's like she acts like he's such like a, a the burden in the house, and I'm like, girl, you literally have nothing in this. You have that one sad vase y'all bought that they try to find a way to have in every single scene that they're in. I don't know how many times the camera people move this vase, but like sometimes right. the face appears in the kitchen. Yeah. I thought I was going to get knocked off by the laptop when they were FaceTiming like two weeks ago. No, they literally put it in every scene. They're like, now it's in the dining room. Now it's in the, it's like a where's Waldo for us on every episode, but with the vase. But yeah, I, I'm confused by Tice's thought process. But again, I'm just going to, I just operate from the space of like, Tice is frustrating to me because she is very immature and she has no idea what she wants. That's what it boils down to, to me. Yeah. Well, speaking of confusion, um, Shida's over here confused about Bilal and his family's humor. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little pranky prank, girl. (laughs) Lay it out for us, Evie. Please tell (laughs) listeners what happened. (laughs) Oh, Lord, this family. I don't know. You know, I don't trust people that love too many pranks. Maybe because I'm one of these people that does not love a prank when people are like, let's do this and this and scare the shit out of this person or let's. I don't find that funny. You know why? Because someone did that to me. I'm just going to slap you or I'm going to go off. And I don't find humor in that. But anyways, Bilal's family is different. They do think it's hilarious to play jokes on people and make them stressed out and upset. And not only that, always using some kind of thing that has sentimental value to them. So then when you (laughs) lash out at this thing, then you're the asshole for saying it's ugly or old. So Bilal's sister, as we had heard a few weeks back, is a fashion designer. She had agreed to make Shida's dress. We hear that they've been collaborating and chatting to, you know, on what this dress will look like. So this week, um, Nefertiti, I think, uh, his sister reveals the dress to Shida and to Shida's horror, it's hideous. It's three times bigger than her body. Like that would not fit her. It's like just a weird style. I can't even explain it, but it was ugly. It just looked old school. It doesn't seem like anything that Shida would wear. And Shida assures us that they have shared pictures and talked about the design and this does not match. But then it turns out that it was all a joke. 
the sister brings out the real dress. She starts cracking up. And ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Poor Shida, man. She's really like trying to keep a happy face on or like reve- not reveal how she really feels. Because right at the end of the day, she's thinking, well, this is my future sister in law and this is the wedding dress she designed. I can't just flat out tell her it's ugly. It's not what we had agreed upon is the more uh, approachable way to do this. Um, but yeah, poor thing is over here like stressing, stressing bullets only to have her her real dress revealed, which is more in line with what she had. I'm wondering if this was Nefertiti's way of like lowering the bar. Maybe she's like, I'll show her this dress she doesn't really <laughs> like. So her she's like her standards are, you know, um, more in line with what I was able to create for her, actually. Either that or... Bilal's like, you know what, ever since she got her way with the with the prenup, she's been walking around here smiling, getting too comfortable. So we need to rattle her again. <laughs> there are <laughs> hairpins everywhere. <laughs> Bring on another prank. And to that, I feel like Shida needs to start doing her own pranks. Like, I don't know if she needs to try to start pretending like she's pregnant and freaking Bilal out. Like, Ooh, I don't know. She, she should start doing something. But how much you want to bet that Bilal would be like, well, that's not something you prank about. That's a very serious issue. Oh, no, you're right. I don't know if the prank's worth the then 35-minute lecture yeah. you're going to get from Daddy Bilal. Yeah. But you mentioned the prenup, and Bilal's over here like, oh, you agreed to it? Uh, let me pull a switcheroo right before you actually sign it. Because he goes and makes some changes in the wording, um, which – could mean very little. It could mean a lot. I mean, this is a prenup is an actual contract. It is an agreement as to how you're going to split up finances in the event that things don't work out. I know when Shida was very calmly explaining to her sisters who it's very nice that they're able to join her for the wedding when they're like getting their pedicures and she's telling them like, oh, Bilal agreed to my changes and he's added them in, though he did mention he changed some wording. So I got to check it. I'd be like, Girl, I was like, girl, take your feet out of that tub immediately. <laughs> what you need to be doing is reading through that prenup line by line to making sure he didn't switch anything up. Unibalow, he loves mm. to pull a little last minute prank, a little joke. So I would make making sure that my eyes had read every single word on that document and then that my lawyer would have had a chance to review it as well. So Shida, get on mm-hmm. that girl. Mm-hmm. Although as a mom with two little ones, I'm like, but can she enjoy her pedicure first? Like, I would love to go do that right now. But, you know, you mentioned her two sisters are here, which, again, goes to this idea that she's not some, as she put it, some little island girl or like her friends put it, some little island girl here for a big payout. If her sisters are here studying in the U.S., they're paying for that out of their own pocket. There are no um, student loans or like any kind of aid for foreign students that has to come out of their own pockets so I really wonder like what her family does for a living yeah when she said like two of my sisters are already living in New York going to school I was like you know what Shayda let them know this is her family's doing fine that's why she was like I had certain expectations and had a certain lifestyle and Blau uh, and his fake rented suits as the mom <laughs> called him better not be lying <laughs> speaking of rented let's take this over to Joshua Tree and the Joshua Tree rental Should we spend 10 minutes uh, talking about the differences between the two rooms in this beautiful rental and which one would be more adequate to stay in? Or should we cut that out completely and make the episode more tight and concise? Is 90 Day be playing with us with nonsense that we don't need? Like, y'all, I love real estate porn. 
It was a beautiful Airbnb. I love a desert boho vibe. I didn't need a five to 10 minute debate as to which room was better. But anywho, let's continue. Maybe this uh, property actually belongs to executive producer Ryan Noah. And he's trying to drum up interest because he's putting it on the market after these two vacate. Mm, that would be the only acceptable reasoning I would take. <laughs> well, what's the acceptable reasoning for Jabri's mom still refusing to attend his wedding? I'm so done with this woman. And I hope her. <laughs> I, I really, really hope that she's just playing a little Balao jokey joke, one of these cruel jokes where you just string people along and stress them out. And she's just going to pop up at the wedding like five minutes before, like, surprise, I plan on coming all along. How did you like my prank? I really hope that's what's going on here because Miona's, I mean, Miona, um, oh my God, I just forgot her name. Uh, Mahala. Anyway, Mahala. Mahala is making it seem like there's absolutely no way she can attend this wedding. It, they've made it beyond her control for it to be possible. But nowhere in the conversation when she told uh, when she told Jabri, like, I wish I could. I wish I could be there. But, you know, you made it hard for me to be there. She didn't say, you know, that I have this work commitment that I had told you about for weeks that I can't get out of. I wish I could have. But that's why I told you to plan ahead. Or she didn't say, like, you know, that I can't travel for this distance because I have this. Like, no, there's no real reasoning. It's just. She is trying to emotionally manipulate this man to second guess his wedding because this is her way of showing they don't approve. And I think that's really fucked up. Like, be a mom, mm -hmm. show up to that wedding. I think this is actually her trying to teach him a lesson about being a better planner. <laughs> like, I, think this, I think in her therapist mind, it's like, well you know, um, like positive and negative reinforcement. He needs to understand that if he continues to just fly by the seat of his pants, there are going to be consequences. So I must teach him a lesson. Well, lady, this is a hell of a lesson to teach or like a hell of a way to teach this lesson. This is just fucking stupid at this point. I'm like, grandma, grandma can make it. She can fly out and still be the efficient, which by the way, I thought she was out once they were like, we're going to Joshua tree. Grandma said, no, I'm, I'm southwest.com. Here I come. <laughs> But like mom can't fly out for one day, like book a flight in day of the wedding, fly out the next morning. This is what I'm saying. They're acting. Uh, Mahal is acting like they literally took like planned a surprise flight, did an overnight red eye to Serbia. And we're like, surprise, we're getting married in 20 hours. You need to show up. And it's like, what? We don't <laughs> we, we can't fly that just as far away. We need to get our shit. Like, no. It's a few hours away. You literally can fly for the day. And again, they make it seem like it was a pop-up wedding. He's You've <laughs> known that he had three months to get married. So you knew it was going to be happening within these three months. Mm -hmm. He told you with at least a week, if not more, of a heads up. I don't understand. Like Again, unless she would specify that she has like some essential work commitment that cannot be broken then there's no other excuse. And she has not said that. So it just seems spiteful and mean. And yeah, I feel very bad for Jabri. And I'm glad his grandma's there. Well, let's hope that you were right in the possibility that mom's actually going to show up the day of. She's like, I made you sweat. I taught you a lesson. I'm here. Get married. Um, we didn't get any Kara and Guillermo because they're off in wedded bliss now. So who gets your appreciation ring? My appreciation ring is going to go to whoever the owner and actual wearer of that wedding dress that was used for the prank for Shida was. 
because they had to see on national TV, shy to call it some old lady, granny, ugly, <laughs> old fashioned, old style looking hideous dress. And meanwhile, this person's like, oh my, like, this is my dream dress that I wore two years ago. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So shout out to them because that's got to hurt. That's got to hurt for real. Um, well, my appreciation ring is actually going to go to Jabri's grandma because if it weren't for her, he wouldn't, they wouldn't have any family there. This is about to be Miona's family too. So thank you to Jabri's grandma. Thank you, Jabri's grandma. And I can't wait to see what she does with her officiating skills. I feel like it's going to be great. Me too. I agree. Well, on that note, thanks all for tuning in. Um, as you know, the episodes are up now. <laughs> you can actually listen to them. Stop reminding people <laughs> of our incompetence. I'm just saying because I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, three episodes, right? I know they posted like a week ago. Um, but anyway, just a reminder to y'all, a reminder also to give us five stars in the podcast app and a glowing review, positive words. Only positivity. And follow me on Instagram at Bored and Bitchy. That's Bored that and Bitchy. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bored and Bitchy. 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 Sorry. (laughs) Bored and Bitchy.